Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever type of day you're having, I hope you're having a blessed one. I want to welcome you to a walk with Jesus. On this episode of a walk with Jesus, we're going to dive into a topic that I kind of discussed earlier with my brother-in-law, who's my main partner in crime. When starting this ministry, Hidden Man at Church, he actually persuaded and motivated me to go above and beyond the call. Um, I'm very grateful for this man, Christopher Wynn. And you know what? I just pray that wherever God may take him, for him to know that his seeds that he has spread it amongst me and my wife are bountiful. Just as the seeds my wife spread upon me are bountiful, they will return with God's blessings. Anyways, the topic that we're going to discuss is... Who do you, who's that in the mirror? And the reason why we're talking about this is that when you look at the mirror, say you're getting ready to go work, school, maybe you just wake up in the morning, you want to brush your teeth or whatever. We all look in the mirror. Or we all look in a reflection. If you don't have a mirror, you look in water and see a reflection. And sometimes you, you think to yourself, man, I look good. Or sometimes you think to yourself, Oh, I'm kind of rough looking this morning. I need to straighten out. Or sometimes you look at yourself and say, who is that guy? Well, the thing is, is that when we look in the mirror, if we're not seeing Jesus inside of ourselves, if we're not seeing a reflection of Christ inside of our actions, then the man in the mirror is already dead. But you cannot bring him to life. Only Christ can. And you're probably not even hitting the full potential that God created you for when you look in that mirror. You're only seeing the image that Satan has portrayed upon your eyes. Before I dive any deeper though, brothers and sisters, I'd like to take a moment to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you've done for us and everything you continues to do for us. We thank you for the ministry of Hidden Man Church. And we ask you for it to blossom and grow and nourish the world from east to west to north to south. And for this podcast, as well as my brother's podcast, a Christian's podcast, um, grow and blossom. And become fruitful, my Lord. We ask you, Lord, to allow us to be able to provide your Holy Scripture. Nothing more, nothing less. For us to provide your outlet. Nothing more, nothing less. May our tongues be your tongue, our hearts be your hearts, and our souls be your souls. May those that come to this podcast that are troubled or broken, find heal, find nourishment, find rejuvenation. May they take away this and spread it amongst their peers, their loved ones, those you care about. And may this message not be wasted or fall upon deaf ears. Lord, we are thankful for all that you've done for us and all that you continue to do for us. Lord, if there anybody cometh to this radio podcast, that they find you, my Lord, that they acknowledge you and that they submit before you. For it's in your name I pray, my Lord. Amen. So with the topic, who's that in the mirror? We're going to go ahead and dive into it. When you first start your walk with Jesus, baptism is obviously everything by thinks, oh, you need to be baptized. Well, first of all, you have to know who Jesus is before you ever want to get baptized. And that usually starts when you're young. You go through your life, there's adults, or maybe even other children that have had the influence and nourishment of Jesus Christ in their life and God through their parents 
uncles, aunts, grandparents, friends. Whoever God placed in their life has already nourished them, but you may not have nobody. Say, for instance, you don't, and your heart is wrong when you're first born. You're of the earth. You're already dead. And what has to happen is, is Jesus has to plant a seed inside your stone body. He has to break the ground open in order for the seed to become nourished and not be pecked away by the worldly birds. And with that being said, we all start off with stone hearts. We don't want to accept Jesus because Jesus doesn't fit into our game plan. He doesn't fit into our 9 to 5 job. He doesn't fit into what we want to do after work, whether we want to go sleep around or whether we want to go eat drunk or whether we want to just eat fat, fatty foods or whether we just want to self-indulge and self-cry and self-complain and blame everybody for everything wrong in our lives. The point is, is that Jesus is not there right now. He might be not, not knocking at the door, but if you're not aware of who it is, you're deaf to it. And you just think that you have a good conscience and a bad conscience. And maybe you just think to yourself that, hey, it's okay. One day this Jesus God may come back to the earth and then at that time I'll believe. But that's the wrong answer, my brother and sister, because when that time comes, it may be too late. You may be sitting before him behind, oh, Jesus is real. And then you're on your knees confessing he's real already. And then you find yourself in the great lake of fire. But before we get to that turmoil, that's another page of another day of another chapter. We're going to say this. You start off as a stone, myself, my brother-in-law Chris, whom his podcast is Repenting Christians, I apologize. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't start off this way. We start off as stones, just as you, my brother and sister. And we had to have somebody, in my case, my wife, really love us and care for us and start hammering away at that rock. And there were already little cracks in my foundation. Obviously, like I said, I used Jesus Christ as a um, last minute prayer in case I died at, in my sleep. Maybe he'll think about me and save me a little spot at the corner of the table. But that's not the right way to do it. You see, God wants us to give our whole hearts, not peace of our hearts. That's why I was lukewarm. I wasn't even burning. I wasn't even simmering. I was almost, I was right after you turn the stove off and it's been off for a couple hours and you touch it and you're like, mm, it's, uh, it's almost cold. That's where I was at because I was so far in debt and sin to I couldn't even see what was clear. I couldn't see I had an amazing woman in front of me, how I almost lost and jeopardized that entire thing. My point is, is that it took her to love me and care about me and God to really come into her life as well. Her heart's already been softened by her brother. Her heart, so she was already cracked open and God was already starting to flourish in her life. And I could see the change. I could see this glow. I was hungry for it. But then the devil inside me would run from her. I remember we had an argument one time and she, I was telling her, she didn't know God. And that's Satan and me saying, you don't know God. I know God better than you do. I didn't know Jack about God. I couldn't even tell you hardly about any of the scriptures. I'd give you summaries just as everybody else could give you a summary. Because God knows there's tons of movies and TV shows out there. We know the Bible inside and out because of them. But that's not so, because that's not the Holy Bible. That's just an edited version played upon for our minds to think we're getting food when we're just getting simple blinders that don't really allow us to nourish into the Holy Bible or don't allow us to put two and two together. 
Well, I looked in the mirror, I saw a lost man, a sad man, a depressed man, a man that was a recovering alcoholic who was still drinking at times, whom was suicidal and crazy and depressed and didn't even want to be feel worthy of being a human. And I was trying to figure out my path in life. Jump from relationship to relationship. Meaningless sex, meaningless people, meaningless things. The point is, my brothers and sisters, we've all been in some sort of manner in these parts of our lives where things have been meaningless and pointless and have no purpose. But then we come to find where God really comes into our lives and he brings us back to life and he rejuvenates us. And mine came from a beautiful woman named Shannon Sweat at the time. But now it's Shannon Thomas. And I said a long time ago, it started with a lightning bolt. And that was God striking me, set me ablaze. And that was what split my rock in half. And then my wife planted the seeds. And those seeds have blossomed to whom I am today. And though she's had to pluck and pick weeds away and cut and harvest some more of the rock away, I promise you, brother and sister, I'm the richest soil you'll ever sniff. Because what I have is God. And my point is, is that somebody will come into your life and they'll talk to you about Jesus Christ. Or you'll talk to somebody about Jesus Christ. They may not receive you at first, but just let them know that you love them and that Jesus loves them. And ensure that they know that gospel, that Jesus died for them as well. And that'll put a dent in that rock. And then somebody else will come along and they'll do another dent. And then it'll be shattered. And they will be in the same situation as me and you. Headstrong, burning bright for Jesus Christ. Who's that man in the mirror, I ask you? Who's that woman in the mirror, I ask you? Awaken, I ask you. Because you never know when God's going to call. You know, Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. How many of you got that cross laying on the ground? Or maybe it's laying on the bed. Or maybe it's beside you while you're playing your PS5 or Xbox. Or maybe you haven't even seen what a cross looks like. Except on those so-called hypocritical Christians who like to wear them as fads. Or maybe even the musicians that wear the cross necklaces. Oh, that looks so cool. I'm wearing a gothic cross. The point is that Jesus knows who you are, whether you wear a cross or whether you don't. He knows who his servants are. He knows who obeys him because they're actions. Not just their outer actions, their inner actions. And, you know, I read daily devotionals each and every day. And I read one one time that talked about murmuring. Do you know what murmuring is, brothers and sisters? It's almost like when somebody tells you something or they're stopping you from accomplishing what you want to accomplish. And you're starting to talk back. You may not say it out verbally. They may not hear you say, man, come on. But inside you're thinking, what the heck? Why are you bothering me? Aren't there other people? I know I've been guilty of it. In fact, I was guilty of it almost today. But I was guilty of it in a sense. And when I caught myself, I asked God for forgiveness. And it wasn't the fact that I was irritated about what was going on. It was the fact that I was trying to rush to get where I wanted to get to and not what I needed to get to. But God stopped me and I did do what was needed to be done. And I still got everything I needed to be done. Because God controls the time, not me. Sometimes we're such in a hurry 
to get out the door that we can't even admit that we're in a hurry. We're attached to this cycle of life. And I'll be clear with you, brothers and sisters. The only thing that brings me down from the cycle of life is when I spend time with my wife and kids, when I'm doing my schoolwork for church, when I'm reading my Bible. I used to rush to read my Bible. I used to be like, let me read this chapter, blah, 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 blah. What was I getting out of it? Nothing. I just wanted to show God, oh yeah, I read a chapter, God. But did I get anything really? No. I was wasting God's time. That's why at the end of the day, I felt empty. You see, sometimes we do things because we want to show God, oh, I'm a loyal, good servant. Open prayers. Open Bibles. And what I mean by open is there's nothing that they go to. They're just open-ended. There's no substance being retained. And, you know, I used to think it was amazing when people would quote to me, well, John, blah, 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 or Mark, blah, 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 means blah, 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 blah. I'm like, damn, that's amazing. How did you do that? And I would think to myself, like, I barely got enough time to do anything now. I mean, I'm, I'm at work a lot. I'm busy raising kids. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Sure, there are excuses, I suppose you'd say. But then at the same time, does God, God call me to memorize the scripture? Because if he does, then, by God, I will memorize it. But I don't think that that's what God calls me really to do. I think God calls me to be an example of the scripture, truthfully. He calls me to be a member of his body of church. And you see, brothers and sisters, we find ourselves a many days lost, unsure of where we're going. Just like when I said we look in the mirror, we ask ourselves the question, where am I going in life? What am I doing? What are my plans? We're so far confused and withdrawn from God, we don't even know what to do. We're so afraid to give Jesus that steering wheel. In fact, many a times, we give Jesus the steering wheel for a few minutes and we yank it back. We say, oh, I'm going to go to church. I feel that Jesus, I need to be a part of Jesus. I need to get right with him. Maybe we go one Sunday. Maybe two. Let's just even get bold and say we went three months straight. But then we start slipping and then we start falling. And then we don't want to stop. And when we three years later, we're like, dang, I remember that one time I went to church. I used to like it. The problem is, is I was that way too. And I still am, in a sense. I mean, I do go to church when I am off. <laughs> but how few and far in between that is, is irrelevant. I try to keep scripturally based each and every day. I try to be dedicated to your word, the Holy Bible. And I try to find myself something of substance in which I can share with others. You know, the thing is, is that life is truly but a wake-up call and a sleep before we're gone. Some people wake up, but they never go back to sleep. Some people go to sleep and they never wake up. Of course, the in-between, the 24-hour span of our lives is a wide variety, and it's scary. The thing is, we must realize is that these are temporary shells. These are not permanent bodies. So while we're decorating them with jewelry and tattoos or dyeing them or coloring them up or getting certain clothes to dress on them or getting haircuts or 
growing hair out or doing a God knows what to the temple. It's only temporary. All this is going to be gone. I had plenty of people ask me, when you get more tattoos? My answer is, I don't know, probably never. And do I want more tattoos? Sure, I'm sure I some part of me does. But then realistically, I find that as I get closer to God, I don't really think about tattoos. I don't really think about things of the flesh. I think about things of the spirit. And I feel that that's how we're supposed to live, brothers and sisters, is of the spirit. I feel that that's how you find yourself not as hungry for food. But you find yourself not as wanting to watch television all the time. You find yourself not wanting to do things that may cause you sin or look at things that cause you sin or listen to things that cause you sin. You want to be more PG, as it's called. Or maybe even more likely likely G. For barely even a guardian needed. Because the truth is, is that we are children of God. And we should act like little children of God. And when we become shepherds of God, we have a bigger responsibility. I, I read a statistic about ministers and their adulterous ways. They say 70% of ministers have committed adultery with someone in their church. 70%. That was how, let's say they did a study of 100 people, 100 different, you know, denominations. 70% were sleeping around on their wives. Um, I guess husbands as well. I don't know if they considered the women, but the wives or husbands. And... They were sleeping with other congregation members. Do you realize that's a no-no? First of all, that's like a shepherd sleeping with his sheep. Now, I don't know about you, but that there's a big issue there. Because the people coming to the church are to trust in the shepherd, to lead them to God. Not for the shepherd to take advantage of them and exploit them and take a hold of whomever they are. And then on the flip side of that coin, for the sheep to take advantage of the vulnerability of the shepherd to try to portray themselves as injured animals, to seek out the sensitive side of the shepherd is a no-no as well. Recently, we had a Robbie Zacharias and Dr. Martin Luther King scandals all floating back up. And Lord knows they're both already passed, and more likely they're already with the Lord. Either way it goes, all these women coming up saying, yeah, he, he did X, Y, Z, slept with me, masturbated from me, did horrible things. Many people get upset, uproared. Maybe people get upset because they're tarnishing these legends. But these are just men, brothers and sisters. There's only one pure man that never committed sin, that's Jesus Christ. Do I believe these men did these things? Does it matter? Did they ask for forgiveness from God? That's all that matters. Did they really want to try to be better men? That's what matters. Did they seek out God? Did they serve God? That's what matters. Throughout the whole Bible, there's not one pure man except Jesus Christ. All the rest of them are adulterous. They're easily angered, manipulated, witchcraft, selfish. You name it, they've committed them. And the God still utilized him. God didn't want a perfect Mark Thomason. He wanted a broken, flawed one. 
to where he could show when the changes were made, they would be made. And the person, people that knew the old Shelmar Thomason would say, who is this guy? I'll tell you who I am. I am the child of Jesus Christ. Baptized in his holy water, redeemed, repented of all my sins. But what I did yesterday is not relevant today. Who I am today is what you need to worry about. I am your shepherd, and I'm here to lead you to the kingdom of heaven. So I ask you as we get ready to close this chapter up, I know I didn't quote many scriptures to you, but sometimes you need a reality check rather than a Bible verse. You need a reality check that when you look in that mirror today, when you awaken, or when you're just in there to brush your teeth, or after you go to the bathroom and you're looking at yourself, make sure you got no little boogers in your nose, or whatever weird things you do. We God knows we all do some weird stuff. That you look at that person and you say, God loves me, and I love me, and I'm going to make sure I do something today to reflect God's love. I thank you, brothers and sisters, for all your time, your love, and your energy that you provided me. And I ask of you all to have a blessed night. We'll close in prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this podcast. I hope that it has helped people grow and get something out of it. I know that there was nourishment that I felt in delivering it. And I hope that it was able to nourish these people that have listened to it, whether they're hardcore believers or whether they're brand new or whether they're undecided what they want to be. May they find nourishment. May you get into their souls and then realize that you're what's mattering. It's not about who's the next woman or man they line up. It's not about what's the next big score or money. It's about serving you, Lord Jesus. It's about being your servant. It's about putting you before themselves. For I thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done for me and everything you continue to do for me and this ministry. I ask you, Lord, for a hidden man church to continue to grow stronger in you each and every day.